Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Hall of Fame Bears defensive tackle who specialized in making opposing quarterbacks see long white tunnels of light with ghostly lost relatives saying, go back, it was just a sack. Ned O.P. Obradovich, the Bears legend who is picking off passes and grinding offensive linemen into powder while you are still wearing tough skins and drinking tang. Glenn Koz Kozlowski, the one-time Bears receiver who could catch a pass and a dive, then celebrate four rows up in the stands with the pretzel vendor. Mark Harmon, a confident, independent young man with skills in communication and teamwork. He's what? He's getting married. Oh, forget that. This is the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN Radio. Now we are here, 26-3. The home season comes to an end. The Bears are 7-8. Hampton OB with Cars taking up to midnight as uh, it doesn't get much uglier than it did tonight at Soldier Field, I'll always remember the Eddie Pinheiro 46-yard field goal. That was a moment uh, that, you know, hey, Hamp, they found a kicker. There we go, Pinheiro, 2020. Hey, just like, you know, like we said in the pregame, like we've said on um, pretty much every week, uh, nothing says, you know, happy holidays and Merry Christmas like an embarrassing kick in the head to close out the regular season with bookend efforts by the mighty Chicago Bear offense under Matt Nagy and uh, Mitchell Trubisky with three points in the home opener and three points in the home closer. Again, no touchdown in home opener, no touchdown in the home game today. You know, and and at some point, you just got to shake your head and, and say, what the hell was he doing at the end? You know, this turned into a preseason game. You know, the last drive, calling timeouts when the game was completely out of hand, completely out. Uh, and if that really is his his buddy, his mentor on the other side of the field, why was he having the, the Bears offense out there in this meaningless, you know, idiotic, uh, futile attempt for a touchdown in the, the closing seconds of the game when everybody knew it didn't matter? It didn't... It, only thing could have happened is somebody get hurt, and you know what? If he really loved his buddy, uh, you know, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy boy, Reed. that really would have been a, a stocking stuffer. I tell you what, God forbid what you just jumped on, Dan, is that in those last minute and a half or so, the way Kansas City was playing to eat up the clock, so he doesn't embarrass his friend across on the other side of the field, and that is the wrong thing to do as a head coach. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why. The reason why you've got your 11 guys out there that are playing offense and they're built to score with one of the, which will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game in Patrick Mahomes. And you're out there and just dribbling, drabbling, so you don't embarrass your buddy on the other, on the other sidelines. God forbid, God forbid one of your players went down and ended his career or couldn't play until next year. You don't play football that way, folks. That's a disgrace. And you, talking about a disgrace, what was it with, I think we were 
Fourth and 23, somewhere's around midfield, give or take a little bit one way or the other. Okay? And you're a quarter. We're fourth and 23 yards to get a first down. So what do you do then? You take all your receivers, throw them down into the end zone, get your quarterback drop back, and unload it. What could happen? Number one, we could actually catch the damn ball. Okay? Number two, it could be intercepted, which is the same thing as a punt, or more often than not, out goes the penalty flag. And the game cannot end on a penalty flag. We don't even try to do it. You know what this numbskull nincompoop quarterback did? He threw a check down. Fourth down and 23 yards to go. You wonder where I'm upset here? Is that how you play football? Is that why? How do you play football to win? And you think you're a contender? You don't score one touchdown. Not one. Again. My God. Nagy, you are... You are so incompetent, there aren't words to cover you, pal. All right, and, and we're going to get to this thing top to bottom. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, we, we predicted this, didn't we? Oh, not? Danny, uh, this is a... Yeah, but, but, but still, there was a lot of guys on the Bears roster that really fought it out tonight. Our two linebackers, and you know what? What is it, Pierre Lewis? Uh, another Pierre. idiotic roughing the kicker, enabling a drive to continue for a touchdown against us. But he played his butt off and quit Koski. Once again, our two inside linebackers, Khalil Mack, the best game he's played all year. What was he doing hitting tight ends instead of rushing the passer? $141 million to get him to to jam the tight end? Are you kidding me? But here's here's the thing that really killed it for me. You know, this team is not very good. We got limitations at quarterback. We got limitations on the offensive line. We got limitations in our play calling, our head coach, and our offensive coordinator. But at the end of the day, it was a team that was undisciplined. Think about this. 95 hit the quarterback. Uh, hit Mahomes needlessly, drew a penalty that kept a drive alive. Uh, again, in a third and four, we jump off sides. Uh, Aaron Lynch, 99, jumps off side, gives him a first down, keeps the drive going for a touchdown. Uh, Kwiatkowski, 44, uh, hands to the face, it's a penalty, it keeps the drive going. Uh, Pierre Lewis, once again, roughing the punter. And then at the end of the game, uh, Urban, 92, hands to the face. All of those plays are typical of a team without discipline. And you can talk about Trubisky, you can talk about it, but you know what? It starts at the top and it comes, and it rains down. You have to have a discipline structure on this team. This team is playing by the seat of their pants. Danny, what you're talking about here, this is game 15, by the way, of a 16 game schedule. And again, playing at home. And what Dan Hampton, the litany of things that he just went through, only tells you one thing. Where do you think that comes from? The the stupidity of the players? Where do you think that comes from? Coaching. It's coaching. Or lack of. Very good. Lack of coaching. Poor coaching. Whatever you want to call it. My God, from last year going into this year, it was all, we all think it's going to be roses, peaches, cherries, etc., 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 and I'll tell you what, the number one thing, we've got one more game to go. I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest fault is right on Nagy and his coaching staff. They did not 
have these kids ready to go after the Super Bowl. They did not have them ready to be a world champion. There was no timing in our passing game. There was no separation from, for our receivers. There was no timing in our run blocking. We had a quarterback that is herky-jerky back there. He can find his main receiver, can't find second, third receiver. Lucky he can find the little outlet pass. Let that alone. But I'll tell you, this is, you know, folks, this has been going on game after game with this guy. I'm, and this guy I'm talking about, Nagy. You, again, what I said here five minutes ago, fourth and 23, and you throw a check down? Around their own 46-yard line. 46-yard line, you, you try a check down, and you don't try the one play that the Green Bay Packers, the, my God, any coach or quarterback that has half a brain in their head, flood the zone down deep and let the ball go. That's your only chance. Well, they had the playoffs on the line, OB. It was sitting right there for them. Well, it's really sad. And, you know, folks, we appreciate you tuning in. And this will be our last uh, post-game uh, immediately following the game. We, next week we're going to be on a, 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 at a, 730 to a later uh, a time. A special time. A special time slot. I like that. Special time there we slot. Go. But give us a holler. Tell us what you think about the way not only the Bears played this season, but unfortunately – how poorly prepared this team was to defend the NFC North crowd. Well, started opening kick of the opening game. I'll tell you what, Danny. I can sit there, and I I mean, I've never been a fan of this guy. I didn't even like him when he was at Kansas City. They're winning a playoff game. As a matter of fact, I believe it was against the Eagles. Tennessee Titans. uh, uh, Tennessee Titans, right? Who never should have even been in the playoffs. And they're winning, what, 20 to nothing halftime? 21 to 3 and never score another point and lose the game. Guess who the offensive coordinator and play caller was, folks? Nagy. 312-981-7200. If you want to jump on in here, we'd love to take your calls. Kaz is going to join us coming up after this timeout, so he'll take calls with you as well going up to 11 o'clock. We're with you till midnight. Hampton will be with Kaz, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. Uh... Yes, the Bears did lose to the Chiefs at home, twenty-six to three. The you guys didn't even mention what I thought was the most painful thing about the night for me: watching Patrick Mahomes in your face on Soldier Field, doing seventeen zillion creative things, throwing beautiful passes. Third and eighteen, Tyreek Hill sprints out, running ninety million miles an hour, stops beautifully on a dime. The ball's in his hand. We could be watching that every week. How much fun would that be? Oh, I would, but you know, again, that, <laughs> we can't regift. We can't. We got. We, we can't got regift. We, we've got number ten. We've got. We un- we unwrapped our Whether present. You like it or not, we hold your nose. We got it. All right, Kaz uh, coming up with your calls three one two nine eight one seventy two. I want to see. Yeah, in tomorrow's the press. Are they going? What are they going to say about Nagy and his play calling again? Not one touch. Down, scored in 60 minutes of football. We'll see. Not one. I don't. Folks. Think, I don't think it's going to be a lot of flowers and chocolate in the paper tomorrow. We'll, but or at wgnradio.com, whatever Adam Hogue's going to write. All right, Kaz coming up 7:20 WGN. If you don't raise the bar, nobody's going to try to give you anything extra. You got to demand it. Back to the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Kaz, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Right now on WGN Radio. Bears wrap up the home schedule at four and four. They're seven and eight overall as the Chiefs take this one twenty-six to three. 
Quarterback numbers, Mitchell Trubisky, 18 of 34, 157 yards. He was sacked three times, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Quarterback rating of 65.4. That's the ninth time he's been under 80 this year. Patrick Mahomes, 23 of 33, 251 yards, couple of touchdowns. He ran one in as well. Quarterback rating of 112.1. Hampton will be with Kaz as we bring in Glenn Kozlowski. Hampo, what's, what, what's, what's, what's cooking over there? Well, you know, again, you, you look at the numbers, and and, and I, I made this this point in the pregame. You know, numbers, you know, the old saying that, uh, you know, stats are for losers, whatever. You know, the only thing that matters is the final score. And I'm looking at this, you know, the, this, the spreadsheet here, and, you know, how, how, folks, I, I'm just, I, I'm bewildered. You know, here's a guy that was brought in to coach the, the the bedrock of the NFL. And here in his second season, with the second pick overall in the draft at quarterback, now in his 41st game? 41st. 41st game as a starter, and we couldn't score touchdown to close out the season for those magnificent Bear fans over in those stands desperately. And let me tell you something. Patrick Mahomes was no magic man tonight. He had a couple of really nice throws, but overall, this was let's get this over and get back to Kansas City game. True. And you know what? How pathetic is that? Not only do we kind of think, oh, we we could be contenders. They, they, let me tell you something, folks. They had They had – no worries. They kicked this thing off. They were laughing all the way through this game. And you know who they're laughing at? They were laughing at us. Kazi, welcome in. Your thoughts? Twenty-six-three. Chiefs beat the Bears. Chiefs are eleven and four. Bears are seven and eight. They got the Minnesota Vikings at noon next week up in Minneapolis. Hang on a second here. Oh, Kazi, go ahead, my friend. Can you hear me? I got First you now. Off, I got you. Okay. I want to say, you know, I, I think Ed and Dan, we both. We, all three of us got a great gift from George McCaskey, our jersey, right, with our name on it. So I want to thank him. And then I want to say to him, listen to what we're saying tonight. We are not telling you. We're not saying, you know, the, the world is coming to an end. But if you love the Bears, which I know he does, Ed and, and, and Dan, Ryan Pace is to blame for all of this. This guy is a complete disaster, and it was like watching a JV team play a varsity team tonight in high school. So the varsity team was Kansas City, and we were the JV team. We have a really good defense. We have a great defense. But you know why Kansas City talked to our quarterback that we moved up to draft and get? Because he was the third best quarterback in that draft. So everybody in football knew he was the third best quarterback. How many times are there three or four great quarterbacks in a draft? Once every twenty years? I mean, it's it's a joke. Maybe so. Maybe right. So right. here we are. We've got this guy leading our our you know uh, uh, our our uh, our offense. We have a uh, a coach that was uh, you know I mean Andy Reid basically laid down tonight. And just try to protect his players and keep the game close so he didn't embarrass one of his young students, is what I like to call it. But it is embarrassing. And we have become a laughing stock. And it's something that George McCaskey can change if 
he looks and tries to find a real general manager. Chris Collinsworth tonight, guys. I mean, this guy, somebody must have whispered in his ear, hey, you're being too hard on the Bears and their quarterback. So he tried to back off. But what he really did is just explain why we stink. We stink because we only have one wide receiver. We don't have a tight end. We don't have a running back. I mean, you you start going through the list, and you're going, well, whose fault is that? It's Ryan Paces. He is the uh, general manager that drafted this talent, and it's disgusting to watch. And I don't blame the players. I blame him. I'm sick of it. Can't stand it anymore. Well, you make good points there, Glenn. Very, very good points. You know, I'm just looking at a couple things here. Average gain per pass play. Average gain per pass play. You know what? We were were 3.6. Is that good? Oh, isn't that great? Is that good? Are you kidding me? Does the word vomit come to mind? 3.6. Three point yeah, six. Are you kidding me? It's embarrassing. Me? I mean, honestly, I'm. Uh, it, this is the cornerstone franchise to the National Football League, and we are running this garbage out there. And we've got, uh, uh, you know, you, you see Ryan Pace sitting up in the box tonight. And honestly, it's. Uh, I'm looking at the product out on the field. Who's the pro bowler out there? Other than on defense, there's no Pro Bowlers. Well, Al so Robinson should have hey, gone to the Pro hey, Bowl, but hey, guys, hold well, on. but I get it. One wide receiver right. because he can, t- you know, he goes and attacks the football and catches more footballs than anybody else with the worst quarterback in the NFL. He is a he is a backup at best, and we we moved up in San Francisco. Who you know looks like right now if they win next week, all everything goes through San Francisco, right for the NFC. So, oh yeah, we really uh, we really fleeced San Francisco, didn't we? Well, all right, we're going to get to the phones, but let, folks, let me just tell you, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs were out there yawning and going through the motions, and yet they only had seven possessions tonight. Cause they went touchdown, field goal, touchdown, come out of, and that went to half, and then they had two punts. In the third quarter, but then to close it out, touchdown field goal. We went punt, 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 and then we ran a Chinese fire drill out there right at the end of the uh, first quarter. What a, what a pathetic, pathetic joke of a two-minute drill that was. I mean, it's, it's laughable. You know, a, a high school team does that. I say to myself, how pathetic is that? This is the Chicago Bears, and that's what we got. And then in the second half, we lost out on downs. We kicked them a field goal. And then we lost out on downs, lost out on downs. How inept was that? Let's take some calls coming back JV here with Kaz. Kazi, hang on. That's it, JV football. That's what we should call it, right? Yep. Hang on one second for me, Kazi. We'll come on back. We'll take your calls with Kaz. 312-981-7200. Phone lines are full right now. Uh, Bears lose to the Chiefs. 26-3 to with you till midnight. We'll play some Matt Nagy as well. And, uh, Do we have to? We, we, we Do not play that Individual, please. There's an ultimatum coming from Obi. I don't want to hear him anymore. Oh, he he just all he does is do 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 do. It doesn't make. It's just nonsense. Who cares what I'm he says? I'm still gonna try to get a little snippet of him. Oh, we're gonna we're, we we got to go back and figure out what we did wrong, and we're gonna get better and work on it. And we have our quarterback back, Mitch Trubisky, got, and he's got my back. I got his better. back. Everybody's got everybody's back. Uh, the raccoons. Got the snakes back. It's that day. Oh, Jesus. 720 WGN. And a first and goal. 
And Mahomes throws. That'll be caught. And that is a touchdown. Travis Kelsey. So the drive was sustained because of the running into the kicker penalty on a fourth down and four. And in they go. That made it 17 to zip. That was right before halftime as the Chiefs put this game away early. Bears lose to Kansas City 26-3. to Happen OB with Kaz till midnight. My name is Mark Hyman. We're going to take some calls right now here, OB. Before, before we yep, do that, go ahead. just one thing to our listeners. We, you know what? You, you've seen it all year. We don't score touchdowns, okay? You've seen the game plans, offensive game plans, week after week after week, okay? The only teams that we beat, Detroit, you know, we played them twice. They've only won three games. Dogs. We played we the beat Giants. Dogs, Ed. Pardon? That's all. We, beat we beat dogs. dogs. Bad teams. Yeah, there's no, no question about it. Here's my point. We're going to have Nagy during the offseason, end of the mini camps, in the training camp, in the exhibition season, and all next year. We didn't score touchdowns last year. We didn't score touchdowns this year. Our game plans are horrible. And guess what? You're going to get a full-fledged boat of it, folks, all next year. With Trubisky at quarterback and Nagy calling the plays. Now, the good thing about next year is the schedule is going to lighten up. Nine games, guys. That we did not score a touchdown in the first half. Ten. Think about what I just said. Nine games this ten. year. Ten after today. Ten. It was nine. Yeah, you're right. I take it back. Ten after today. Yeah. You're right. Nine times. Ten games. We, we, what do you think we did last year? was the same That's damn a thing. joke. That's embarrassing. It, 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 but you know what, Ed? It, it goes beyond Nagy. I mean, Nagy is a byproduct of our general manager. Get rid of him. And then you get a real head coach. I'm just telling you, that's how this works. I, I agree with you, Glenn. Let's get some calls in here. Let's start. We appreciate you. Show is for you. Dan in Glendale Heights, welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, guys. Nice to talk to you. I got a question. Do you guys really think that the Bears are going to be serious about getting a veteran quarterback in here? Now, I'm thinking about Bridgewater, and I know he's going to cost money because he's going to cost money because he's going to come in there and he's going to be the starter. So do you, do you guys really think they're going to go out and spend that money? They spent it on Matt. Why won't you spend it on the most important guy on the team, the quarterback? Dan, Dan let, me, let me jump in. I'm going to give you a quick answer. That will not happen. Trubisky will be our quarterback next year, come hell or high water. So Believe what I just said. Fired, right, Ed? Pardon? Unless, the, you know, Pace and uh, Nagy get fired, which isn't going to happen. It's, We're well, be yeah, but you know what, though, Glenn? It's not going to happen. That, that has happened before, though. You've got Tom. I hope so. You've but got we Tom, need it. You've got Tom Brady, who's a free agent. You've got Phillip Rivers, who's a free agent. You've got Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, James Winston's probably going to go back to Tampa. He'll be franchised or, or brought back. You got listen. You think Tom Brady would come in here? No. and take orders from Nagy as a head coach. No, with those game plans. No, he'd walk off the field. The only hey, you can list all of them: Tom Brady, Bridgewater. Nobody's going to come in here, save somebody like Case Not, Keenum, that you could get for six million dollars for one year. You know, guess what? Chase Daniel is making $7 million, but we've already seen his show. But here's the thing. It's not going to happen with this general manager. No. He's married to Trubisky. 
Both of them will have to go. Which is why right. in the offseason, in last year's draft, and Nagy said that he liked Gardner Minshew, who went in the sixth round. You could have picked him instead of Riley Ridley. When Mitch got hurt this year, you have an opportunity to put a young guy in there. If he plays better, it's your way out of the whole thing. Rather than spending huge money, they didn't draft a quarterback. Maybe they'll but do see, it this then, year. then he would show how incompetent he is if a sixth rounder beat out his move up to Fair get enough. the second overall pick. See, he's in a no win situation. This kid will never be what we want him to be, and yet Ryan Pace will never allow someone to come in and prove it. Before we go to the callers, let me say one more time: Mitchell Trubisky will be rammed down your throats. They are not ever going to admit that they made the biggest stake. Biggest mistake probably in the history of the NFL draft by taking this kid. Go to the callers. Three one two. He's a joke. You're right, Ed. The whole thing is a joke. Ryan Pace is a joke. Yes. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Mark and Darian, welcome to seven twenty WGN. Go ahead. Hey guys. Uh, two things. One, uh, the tight end. Nobody threw to the tight end tonight. Nobody's throwing to any tight end. Uh, I was listening to earlier games. That's the problem. And that's the key. Uh, You need a Gronkowski. You need a Kelsey. You need uh, the tight end from uh, uh, Baltimore who scored two touchdowns today. George Kittle from the 49ers. You need a quality tight end. Item two. Chuck Pagano versus Vince uh, Fagano. Vic Fagano. I hate to say that. Close enough. Yeah, I, I ordered that at a, a restaurant. Not even close. Fagano, right? Parmigiano and Fangiano. We got it. It's you're right, yeah. Mark. You're right. And every every team in the league that is going to be a threat this year or any year has a competent tight end. We don't. It's just that simple. You know, the most important position in this, and, you know, Collinsworth, I thought had some good comments tonight. He said the tight end is the easiest throws on the field. We only threw it to Holtz on a screen one time. And that's the problem, though, guys. We cannot identify quality talent. The only thing he can do is, you know, Ryan Pace, is find guys that already played in the NFL and overpay them. Let's be honest. Robinson, Akeem Hicks. Um, Khalil Mack, these are not guys that he drafted. And they're the best players on the team. It's simple. Absolutely. And, I, I mean, it, that, that, and, you know, at the end of the day, an NFL team has to live on the lifeblood of the draft picks. You cannot continue to go out and pay premium prices for all of these free agents. You're right. First rounders. Go to the caller, please. Okay, we're going to do that in a second, Obi. We got to take a real quick timeout. Two minutes. We're coming back to the calls here. And and by the way, just to name it, the the, the Ravens they got three tight ends. They got, they got a bunch of guys catching balls. Nick Boyle, Hayden Hurst. I mean, they got a lot of guys running around making plays. Just for the record, we had seven tight ends active this year. Chesper. Seven <laughs> tight ends. None could catch a ball. <laughs> Jesper Horstead caught one tonight. He looked sweet. All right, quick timeout. Seven twenty WGN. Going for it. It's got to be a pick play somehow. And it's a little fade to Robinson, and it's broken up by Traverius Ward. That was the fade to the corner. Our 
Big drive that uh, did not happen. Do you? Did you know, Dan Hampton, by the way, Hampton will be with Kaz on 720 WGN, that, that zone fade works one out of... Yep, it was 99. Uh, I think it was 90. Compl- the success ratio was 99 out of 403 or something. So it's a fourth of the time. Right. One. Y- and, and, and the whole the whole key is to have an athletic receiver, but more importantly, have a quarterback that knows how to throw it at a proper trajectory where it goes over the defender and then drops in right on the pylon, <clears throat> which of course Trubisky muffed it. That was also a fi- to the a, defensive back. A fifteen play drive. Uh there's been thirty of those in the NFL this season. Three of them resulted in turnovers on downs. Two of the three that resulted in turnovers on downs like tonight were the we're Chicago lucky, Bears. Aren't we? Yeah. It's we are we are nothing it's just uh, it's called incompetence. We, you know and and, and Nagy says B U how about be competent somehow, some way, which he hasn't been all year. One of the texts coming in tonight was, Nag, you should change it to, instead of be you, be someone else. That's funny. Be there. competent. There it's you better. go. Hey, time for the Mueller game-changing moment, sponsored by the Mueller Auto Group with family-owned dealerships in Highland Park, Gurney, and Hoffman Estates. Mueller Automotive, you will not be disappointed. Uh, anybody? Game-changing moment? Anyone? Game-changing moment? Yeah, it started, if it wasn't coin toss, it was essentially the Bears... Got the ball on the opening kickoff. They farted around nine plays. They went 14 yards. And then Mm. we turned it over to Kansas City, where Mahomes and crew put together a 15-play, 82-yard drive for a touchdown. If you don't score another touchdown in the game, well, that's enough. That's the game changer. Yeah, it was the honor. I mean, once he put it in the end zone, it was Uh, over. I was talking to him earlier in the evening, and and he's quite a Bear fan. He really is. And his whole family, his kids, they're great people. There's always a Mueller in the house. <clears throat> but anyways, to all my Jewish friends, have a happy Hanukkah and and more important, a healthy 20 to you all. All right. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you, OB. It's, it is night one of Hanukkah for all you people that are celebrating out there. Especially to my Only friend Mike Mueller. Can He's a good man. cover good everybody. Man. I love it. He, Mueller into Hanukkah. Into a Bears loss to the Chiefs, you can't get this. I mean, there's no other Bears post game show that will give you all that right here. Twenty six three, you're the man, Ob. There you go. Uh, all right, guys, you're gonna take a couple more calls here. Let's get Jeffrey in Des Moines on seven twenty WGN. What's up, Jeffrey? Welcome to WGN. Yeah, Trubisky with nine games, eighty rating or lower. Is that's the worst in the NFL? Yes. Um, as for Ryan Pace, a couple things. Adam Shaheen, also the best draft pick he made this year was stolen off the practice squad by the Steelers. The kid who runs a 4-4, it is lit it up for the Steelers. Also, that we can protect Ryan Nall running around on special teams. And as for Nagy, oh my God, what in the hell was that challenge? He actually thought that that was a backwards pass? That was bizarre. I mean, it's idiotic. And again, Thanks com- for the call. be competent. You know, and... and, and, and- Obviously, he's on the other side of the field. The ball was thrown towards the Kansas City sideline. If you've got Stooges up in the box that can't see that. The pass was forward. It was. But if the Stooges in the box that you're listening to can't identify that, what the hell are they coaching this team for? Let me Let him coach Why Detroit. Is he even making that challenge, Dan? I mean, honestly, you're on he's the a field. Fool. You can see it. If you don't line up and watch the line of scrimmage, why are you a head coach? It's embarrassing. It's hey, a joke. Glenn, Dan, and Mark, I want to say one thing. You cannot 
fix stupid. No, you can't. You're right. Yeah, and you and said it the same thing. My heart. Yeah, and you, my heart. And and you've said that about quarter. You, you know, one thing you can't fix on a quarterback is accuracy. You either got it or you don't. This kid ain't got it. No. A lot of those passes, they were, you know, like I said, you know, it was, it's just, it's a sad song. Listen, it's bad, and this is heartbreaking for us because we love the Bears. We love being a part of this organization in the past, and it breaks our hearts because we're watching something that I believe is easily fixed if you hire competent people. Isn't it that simple, guys? Well, you have incompetence hiring incompetence. Right. You're right, Ed. But, I mean, at some point, when do you go, okay, let's just find a football guy. I mean, how hard can it be? If, if you know, uh, again, you know, Trubisky was the third best quarterback. Why were, the, why were we the only guys that didn't realize he was the third best quarterback in that draft? How did we miss that? Kazi, going to say goodbye to you. We love you. We'll see you for one more next Sunday, baby. All right? All right. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Did I cover everything, Ed? Listen, yeah. Merry Christmas and a healthy 20. <laughs> you got uh, it. To hey, you Paul, and yours. Looking forward to seeing you again. Uh, go out there uh, and clean that mess up on Soldier Field. Uh, uh, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, Kazi, there you go. Bye. We'll see you next week. Uh, news coming up here. One more hour to go. Adam Hogue will be with us. Hampton will be on 720 WGN. again on third and eight. He throws and he's going to convert again. And that's going to be a touchdown. Damian Williams into the end zone. All night long, the Bears cannot get off the field on third down. That is a true statement, Al Michaels. NBC, as the Bears do lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, 26-3. Hampton will be with Kaz, taking up till midnight. Gentlemen, before I get back to the calls, let's just name it one more time here. The boos were all over Soldier Field, and rightfully so. Fans, as you mentioned, OB, Hamp coming out to pay their money, be out there Sunday night. Just seeing an absolutely awful product. They've got the right to boo, and they did. Patrick Mahomes wasn't the greatest Patrick Mahomes, but he certainly was a zillion times better than the quarterback. You saw the head coach and the play calling and everything else look way off. You saw an undisciplined team. What do you think these guys are going to say when they when they have their end-of-season press conference? I mean, Ryan Pace hasn't spoken all year. What do you think that looks like? Well, and obviously it'll be more of what we've heard all year. It'll be, oh, well, we've got to go back and make corrections. And, and I think Nagy's first comment after the game was, we were too sloppy across the board. Translation, we were unprepared to play a competent NFL caliber football game on all levels and right there the defense can't get off the field on that bumper coming in al michaels everybody wants to go oh defense is great great kansas city had the ball seven times they scored five on of, of those seven uh possessions we only made their punter punt twice that's not great defense folks i'm sorry chuck pagano you got a lot of questions that need to be asked too let's get to the call six for 11 on third down were the kansas city chiefs tonight all right 312-981-7200 let's get uh, mitch in displays mitchell in displays i should say on 720 wgn go ahead mitchell it doesn't take question to figure out that this is a completely inept uh 
you know, club. You got the bottom line that basically the first 11 scripted plays were running plays by Bobby Douglas that went for basically nothing and they punted. Why don't they have an ability to throw down field? What you have is basically somebody who's playing out of position. You have a coach that does not have great chemistry with his quarterback because the quarterback can't read defenses. How many plays did you see that went horizontal? And we've seen it all year. And it gets us nowhere. You know, you talk about the 26-3, to 3, okay, and you talk about the, uh, the other victories with, with great teams, and then you want to hang your hat on all these pathetic teams like New York or Detroit where we barely won when they were starting the third quarterback. And you have the temerity to come out and tell us how great this team is. The bottom line is this, folks. Dan, you know this one never, you know, and, and uh, OB. I am so sick and tired of going along with what I call the corporate culture because we all need to drink the Kool-Aid uh, and pay all these increasingly uh, inc- uh, high-priced tickets. The game is suffering because you traded up for a number two pick who is a falling stock on a penny stock on Wall Street in the Dow Jones. Hey, and Mitchell. Kill the idiots. Thank you, Mitchell. Mitchell, let me tell you something. You were spot on, my friend. The only, the only you were spot on. I would quibble with that he was a penny stock because he, he, he they didn't realize that he was a penny stock. He was a rising stock. He was he was he was hot at the time. He was Qualcomm in nineteen ninety eight. Unfortunately, it just did not work out. Thank you for the call, Mitchell. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Let's get uh, Brian in Warrenville on seven twenty WGN. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, hey, hello. Thank, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, just one thing that I noticed over the last couple of years is all the Bears receivers seem to do this, and it's, it's, it's on every every different type of route. When the ball comes to them, they put their feet together and they jump. And so that's all they can really do is fall down. They can't adjust to the ball. They they don't have ability to run. I mean, it, it seems like something that the coaches would see right away and say, you know, you don't have every time every not every pass is a jump ball. Well, you know, it just seems. Well, you, you know what, but you know the receiver performance this year was much better than in in years past, especially Allen Robinson. And but ultimately, you have to understand these guys see this quarterback throwing to him in practice every day, and half the time the ball's in a poor location, and they don't they're trying to gather themselves to be able to make adjustments instead of running and catching the ball in stride, which is, you know, the essence of what a true quarterback is supposed to do. Deliver to the receiver in stride. But half the time, if the ball's inaccurate, then they're having to kind of gather themselves, and that leads to drops. And the other part is, maybe sometimes they're shocked that the ball is actually where it should be. And that's that's rather the the uh, exception rather than the rule. Well, you're talking about routine, right, Hamp? Like, if... You, Professional athletes, they okay. like to know what's happening. They like to know when they're practicing. They like to know where the ball's going to be. Tyreek Hill, on a third and 18, ran the route, and the ball was delivered perfectly by Mahomes before he even broke out of his cut, and then he turned, and the ball was right there. That is precision timing. That is why you go to practice. That's why you play preseason games so you can learn how to judge those type of throws and connections. That play was particularly impressive. Third, third and eighteen, and they picked it up. Um, the, the Chiefs did three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Thank you for the call, Brian. John in Minnesota. Go ahead, John. 
Hey, guys. Before the break, I think it was Cosmo to pass. What was the most important play of the game? And to me, it was uh, it happened on our, our very first series of the game. We completed three consecutive first downs. Then we tried to run a, a double option reverse, and we fumbled the pitch. And I, I think after that, we didn't convert consecutive first downs the rest of the first half. To me, that's, that's an indication of Matt being you, Matt being Matt Nagy. He does not understand how to get put together a, a offensive game plan that's going to that's gonna football games. And that's the problem to me right there. You're exactly right, and there's no rhyme or reason in what they're doing. If you run the ball, then you set up the play action. And then once you start throwing the, the quick slants, then the safeties start jumping. That's when they out, and the, and the double move, you know, takeoffs. Are, are, so there's it's it's a grab bag with 60-70% of the passes, you know, schematically being crossing routes that are short of the first down marker. It's nonsense. Let's... uh. Let's, it's time, tell, gentlemen, to grade the Bears secondary as we look for something positive. How was the coverage today? It's sponsored by PPG Paints for the best coverage. Chicagoland Painters, pick PPG. Uh, anybody? Thoughts? I, secondary? I would have to go <clears throat> uh, either a D-plus or a C-minus. Either one of the two. Well, you know, Mahomes is a guy that can make you look pretty bad. And overall, we didn't have anybody with a glaring bust and, you know, a big touchdown bomb. We made him, you know, kind of chunk it out. I'd give him a C plus. But here's the bottom line. You know, Eddie Jackson may be going to the Pro Bowl, but he ain't hit nobody all year. And think about how much of an impact our secondary had on the game. Virtually none. Right. You know, and, I mean, they kind of did their job, but when you're playing a, a, a team or an offense or a quarterback like this, you need to make a couple of exceptional plays. We weren't anywhere around the ball. That's why I said D plus or C minus. There you go. And just even trying to pick out individual plays from this just whole blob of a mess of a game seems kind of fruitless to me. The whole thing was just disgusting. From the start to the finish, there was, there was n- nothing that stood out. Uh, it was all bad. Okay, so we have five cats, and they play with little toys. And stuff. There was like the Kent City Chiefs were kind of playing with us all night. Right. And when we kick a field goal, oh, well, they wake up and go down and score a touchdown, basically say, go to, go to sleep. Yeah. And we did. Chicago knows best, right? Hit up Facebook and tell Chicago's best TV where you like to eat. Watch Chicago's best Sundays at 10 p.m. on WGN-TV. Your pick may be Chicago's best. Adam Hogue's coming up from Soldier Field at 11.30 or so. Your call's coming up next, 720 WGN. Man up about hey, it. Hey, put the ether can down for a second. It's the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Cause, And it's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at Chevy Drive Chicago. On 720 WGN Radio. Bears lose to the Chiefs 26-3. We're with you till midnight. Hampton will be with Kaz, which is brought to you by your Chicagoland Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. And thank you to Bartolini's. The chicken was the best part of the experience tonight. Maybe the stuffed shells could have been the dessert, Hampo. A lot of good it things. It was a ph- phenomenal. The chicken, the salad, the meatballs, but... Tonight, the stuffed shells off the charts. They have been fantastic all year. Hey, hey, guys, let me just say this. You know, OB was screaming in the pregame, go downfield. This is it. You know, what, what do we got to lose? It doesn't matter. 
It's Christmas Eve, Sunday night, football. Hey, let's go. The big tough Chiefs, playoff-bound Chiefs are in time. What are we going to do? Throw down. What do we do? Five out of the six first plays of the game, they had goofball Trubisky running around, and they were whacking him. And then we try that reverse to Anthony Miller where he botches it and we get a big loss and then we have to wind up punting. Instead of throwing the ball out, we're doing kind of junior high nonsense. So it's just typical of Matt Nagy and this idiot offense that he's trying to foist on us. You know know what? How about, you mean there's not one position coach or an offensive coordinator, defensive, a coach, anybody, some, how about a secretary? Can go to George McCaskey or to Pace or even go right in Nagy's off. What the hell are you thinking about? You couldn't score touchdowns last year. Your game plan stunk, and you came come out this year again. Everybody's looking for something, and what do you do? Fifteenth game, and you can't score a touchdown. You're game planning for four quarters, and you can't score a touchdown. My Lord! It's unacceptable. All right, let's get to the call. They did get to the red zone. I'll always remember that uh, the 15-play, 80-yard drive in the f- floater to yeah. Robinson in the corner. That was, it was, Dude, it was, it's sad. It, it was, really is. It, it was. This, was. this one was straight disgusting. It really was. Thomas in St. Charles, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, Hamp, OB, and Todd. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Dan, you're... In my top two bears of all time, you and Walter Payton. So God bless you. Thank my you. Point, yeah, my point is I know you're an expert, and I know you both. all you guys are experts. And I've called um, your you know radio station south of your, uh, you guys on the dial a couple weeks ago, and I was told by their football expert that none of football fans like myself who've been season ticket holders since 82 possibly could know what we're talking about when we criticize uh, Matt Nagy, um, you know, teams undisciplined, bad play calling. I mean, everything you guys are saying. And as far as what OB just said, somebody going up to Mrs. Hallis and, and saying, what the hell is going on here? If you've got guys like Hub Arakesh that are constantly telling people how great Matt Nagy is, he needs to be held accountable. And, and, and I thank you guys so much for speaking exactly what the fans are saying because – those guys are telling most of the fans that call in that they're fools, that they don't know football because they're fans. And Matt Nagy forgot more than we ever know. But everything you guys are saying is exactly what people sit in the stands and see and say. He's not an NFL football head coach. He's not ready now. He might know football, but he does not know how to call plays. And that quarterback is a backup at best. So thank you guys both for calling it out how it is when we need people on the radio more like you guys who are true experts that played the game that know what the hell they're talking about. And thanks for my call. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas and you know, congratulations to you on your your uh, intellect. You found the proper station. <laughs> Keep it locked to us on the post game. Thank Th- you. Thomas, that's a very good call and thank you much. 312-981-7200 Appreciate the call. Let's get Dave in Wisconsin who wants to talk about discipline. What's up, Dave? How you doing, guys? That guy that just called is probably one of the greatest callers you ever had because he almost took all the words out of my mouth what I was going to say. 
This team, on these other stations, they don't tell it like it is. They think you're wrong when you're calling in and talking about Nagy or Trubisky. Maybe they've got to keep their jobs as reporters when they get in front of these guys. Maybe they've got to keep their jobs as the newspapers or the columnists. But I'll tell you guys, there is absolutely, and like you said, Dan, before the station, before the, um, or as the show just started, there is absolutely no discipline on this team whatsoever. You ever see any coaches hollering at anybody? All of these penalties tonight, if I was a coach, Dan would Abe, or, and Ed would Abe Gerben, George Hallis, um, Buddy Ryan, put up with some of this stuff in these penalties and not say anything to you when you're coming out of the game, you'd have your butt kicked. I personally saw George Hallis in Green Bay my very first game in 1957 kick one of his players in the butt for not playing well. That's why I become a Bear fan. But this is just unbelievable, this Pansy, these patsies that go into these press conferences, and then this this club dub crap. When you're three and five, they win a game, guys, and all of a sudden you go four and five, and we have to have a club dub. Can you imagine George Hallis after playing a bad game and but still winning, but playing a bad game? Any of these good coaches ever go into something like that? Nagy is a false coach. This guy couldn't coach. Let me tell you one raw reason, guys. Very important. I was told in the other station, too, now you're wrong, you're wrong. They had a, they had an easy schedule last year. They don't seem to think so, these other people. They had an easy schedule. All right, Dave, yes, appreciate you. Did. Yes, they did, Dave. And they got every break in the book last year. Every bounce of the ball, everything you could say again, 12 victories, 11 of my defense. The only game an offense won for him last year was against Tampa Bay. Period. So, look. You you can, there you, the team's not there. There's not going to be any massive changes coming here, right? All right, everybody wants and 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 we OB you wanted to change head football coaches after game one last year against Green Bay. Literally, that's correct. Literally after Matt Nagy's first game, Th- that's correct. But it's it, nothing. None of that is coming. So and what did I tell you before that? The year before that, Mister well, Biscay, you'll never win a Super Bowl with this kid at quarterback. Right, but so, but I think po- what I think what the fans are saying is all throughout Beardum, Mark is there's no accountability, there's no accountability, and that is what you can say whether you like it or, about Hallis or Ditka or Buddy Ryan, they're the last ones that won a championship. It was it was ultimate accountability, and I know for a fact. A player makes a play, jumps off sides, hits somebody in the head. All these idiot things that we saw happen tonight. Guess what? That may be the first time, but there won't be a second time. Do you understand? And everybody understood. So what do you think goes on in the coaches' room right now? you got Chuck Pagano who's been around It's all forever. coddling. Hey, oh, yeah, hey. You know, we, we you see the field goal kicker, box kick and kick after kick after kick, and the coach go. everybody's over there patting him on the back. Oh, it's okay. No, no. Look him in the eye and say, it's not okay. There has to be accountability. Top to bottom. And what did he say after the game tonight? He said we were too sloppy across the board. This is this is him going up against the Darth Vader, his mentor. And this is the this is the crap that he puts on the field, has the quarterback run five out of the first six plays. This is pro football. It was a joke. It was a it was a Abbott and Costillo. Get Vuk out there. Let him put on I don't know, let's let him wear bet. let's let Put 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 a jersey on Vuk. Mine as well. Jesper Horstead, Vuk. What's the difference at this point? I mean, maybe Vuk would have lateraled. 
Maybe you would have hit Allen Robinson. All right, 312-981-7200. Bears lose to the Chiefs, 26-3. Adam Hogue. By the way, what was my pre- pre-game prediction? I think you said 25-10. to 10. I said 25-10. That's pretty yeah. close. Yeah, you were right there. What uh, did I say? I told you 26-3. to 3. Yeah, you. that's what you did, Obi. I, th- <laughs> I think if we replayed the tape, you said, I have no idea I'm walking out of here. But that was right there, too. Hey, Adam Hogue, what was it like in person, my friend? Oh, it was like a three-hour torture session of all the things that have gone wrong this season, right? I mean, <laughs> the play calling, the quarterback play, the uh, guy on the other side that was making incredible plays over and over again. I mean, how about you have Patrick Mahomes? It's third and 17, and he just like effortlessly whips a pass right up the middle for – 18, 19 yards, and then the Bears have a fourth and 23, and Trubisky checks down. I, I, I literally looked up at the scoreboard three times to make sure. I, I thought the scoreboard was wrong. Like, it had to have been third down. There's no way it was fourth down. But Adam? Fourth down. Adam, you cannot fix stupid. Oh. So, this, yeah, it was fun, guys. This yeah, was, but, you know, Adam, again, we, you know, we've had a lot of callers call in, and everybody's frustrated. Everybody's upset about the fact that, you know, this was the golden moment. A hundred-year anniversary, the Bears, and then this, we book in the season with a measly field goal in the opener and a measly field goal in the closer at Soldier Field. These fans are sick of seeing this idiocy foisted on them by... At Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, but more importantly, we start the game out with our quarterback trying to run the ball five out of the first six plays. Have you ever seen something so juvenile? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. It was I don't know if he was checking or just making the read. I, I thought, in fact, like the first play, he actually made the wrong read, but ended up picking up five yards. Um, you know, to kind of to touch on what you're saying, Hamp, and to take you inside the stadium. This season started with a primetime game against the Packers, and the atmosphere was electric. And walking around, even down uh, in the concourse underneath the stadium, uh, down at field level, before that Packer game, I remember just like there were celebrities everywhere. And it was such a big deal, and the city was on fire. Everybody was so excited. And then tonight, I did the exact same thing before the game, and – this place was just dead. I mean, it was dead before the game even started. Nobody was excited. I was actually surprised there were 58,000 fans here. I'll give the fans credit for showing up. I thought they had plenty of excuses not even to come tonight. Um, but then they get rewarded with three points again, like you brought up. Three points in the opener, three points in this one. Get this, 15 games this season. The Bears have had 10 games where they don't score an offensive touchdown in the first half. I mean, that is just a recipe for disaster, and it's amazing that, that that's even possible with the expectation we have for this offense coming in. Adam, you know what? Go back to last year. Even though we won 12 games, go back. How many touchdowns did we score in the playoff game? How many t- against Philadelphia? How many touchdowns did we score? Then we open up this year with Green Bay. How many touchdowns did we score? Now our last home game, the 15th game, how many touchdowns did we score? This has been going on for two years, and I'm not. I, and 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 I'm going to tell you something. 
as long as I've been doing this, I've never tiptoed through the tulips. If it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going to tell you. Dan's going to tell you. Mark's going to tell you. We're not going to tiptoe and round, oh, well, it was this. Well, it was a little problem here. He had a cough. It was this. It was that. No. You got outplayed and you got outcoached. You got outcoached tonight. That's what you got. You didn't have these kids ready to meet the match tonight. You didn't. In the opening game against Green Bay, you didn't have them ready to meet the Packers either. Why? You don't score a damn touchdown. How bad can you be? Adam, did you do the locker room or were you with, with the, the press conference? I'm curious what was going on as far as the reaction after the game, wherever you were. Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, managed to make it in the both tonight. Um, I'll tell you this from the lot. Well, first of all, Mitch's press conference was extremely short. He just had kind of short answers for everything. Um, but the locker room was interesting. Uh, Khalil Mack could tell he was uh, a little bit, I don't know, it's just different. And he said this. he was flat out embarrassed, and it wasn't just him saying it. it you, know, you could tell like he felt embarrassed. Um and then I had a an interesting chat with Kevin Pierre Lewis, who I thought was also interesting that in Nagy's opening statement he singled that play out the, the running into the punter penalty because you know the Bears were still in the game at that point they're about to get the ball back in uh, you know in the second quarter and that gave the, the the Chiefs another chance and they ended up scoring the touchdown. You know, it was a huge play, and it was the second time that's happened this season. That's how they lost to the Raiders back in London. And um, I sent the audio in. You can actually Carm, if you pull it up on Twitter. I posted the transcript, too, because he, I was just me talking to him, and Kevin Pierre-Lewis, I mean, just took total ownership of it, said he owes a debt, a gra- you know, uh, he owes a debt to the city of Chicago, uh, clearly just, you know, distraught over committing the same penalty again. Uh, you know, look, to be honest, I think tonight that wasn't the difference in the game like it was in London, but still, you hate to see it again. And it was just kind of a microcosm of the lack of discipline tonight and just way too many killer mistakes all over the every side of the, of the field. Yeah, just reading the quote here, this is pretty, this is a guy who's pretty self reflective. There's no excuse. It's my sixth year in the league. This is the second time that has happened this season. I personally feel as though I owe a debt to the city. I owe my teammates that grind, you know, when we're finally able to get off the field. You can't be selfish. And even though I'm trying to make a play, that's selfish. That's just all that is. And I have to look at myself in the mirror and reevaluate some things because I just can't do that. And this is the second time I can't do that. I mean, Hamp, we were saying that, OB, we were saying that obviously watching it. But the, you wouldn't hear Mitchell Trubisky talk like that. That was a guy that, that's pretty impressive right there, even though the play was not impressive at all. Yeah, and I, I also followed up and asked him, you know, because I was a little confused why the pump block was even on there. I mean, you needed the ball. Um, it wasn't a full pump block. I think they were trying to get something for Cordero Patterson, who was lined up opposite on the opposite side and almost blocked one last week. Because Ke- Kevin said that he wasn't the guy that was supposed to get through there, but it just so happened that he was, and then he just had like a lapse in judgment and went for the ball uh, when he really shouldn't have. Um, so that's just kind of explains the thinking. Cause I think a lot of people were questioning why they even had a pump block on. I was one of those people, but that's the explanation there. Hey, Adam, did anybody tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, ask Nagy, uh, going into this game, we're out of it. 
throw all caution away, go after it, try to play big boy football, stretch the field, you know, with deep post patterns, hitch and go, fly patterns, skinny post patterns, do everything. Move the ball down the field. Get Trubisky out on sprint outs, on bootlegs, naked bootlegs. Move the pocket. Get motion going in our offense. Move the ball down the field. And because now we had nothing to lose. You haven't done it the last two years. Why didn't you try to do it tonight? And, and not only tonight, how about next week up in Minnesota? How about letting that kid play football the best way he knows how to, which he has stated himself, to move out of the pocket? What did you have to lose tonight by going down the field? And by the way, Adam, I think I'm correct on this. The Bears are the only team not to complete a pass over 40 yards in the National Football League this year. Is that true? Wow, I have to look that up. I mean, it sounds true. That's what uh, Al Michael said during the broadcast. Yeah, I, it almost knocked me off the chair. Yeah, but, I, mean, I mean, it that, sounds true. Well, but I mean, duh. I hate to say it. I mean, you have to have good protection, accurate throws, precise routes, and good catches. All those things. We don't do it, Danny. The point here and there. Spot. The point is, why didn't you open up tonight? Open up. Your, your offensive thinking, the philosophy, like other teams do. My God, look at New England, Green Bay, Detroit. Look at all of them. This was the perfect game that meant nothing but for you to try to set this offense in another avenue, another way of attacking the field, and you don't do it. The only thing you change, what, the first six, seven plays, we have our quarterback run it six times, five times. How about having thrown it down the field 40 yards, five times, six times? I just, I can't tell you the frustration because of the sheer stupidity of what this guy is doing and getting away with it. It's stupid. And I guess, like I said earlier, you can't fix stupid. So... I do think that there's an element uh, – well, here, I asked a variation of what you're bringing up, OB, because I asked him specifically at the goal line. I mean, this is a guy that last year was calling Santa Slay, Willy Wonka, whatever. I mean, there was like a play, you know, a crazy play for every situation down there inside the five-yard line. And today – not just today, but the whole season. There was none of that. The whole season, there was none of that. And – you know, tonight you have the weird play where Trubisky tries to run it on third down, and then they go, they throw a fade to Allen Robinson, which there's some numbers out there that show you that the end zone fades are actually not nearly as high percentage as you think they are. They're actually the numbers like 24%, and yet you're running it on fourth down when you don't. That's your last bullet. That's all you have. So, look, I think part of it is, and, and Nagy's never going to come out and say this, but a lack of trust. Think about it like they, they practiced this trick play that they ran on the first drive where they flip it back to Anthony Miller and he drops the ball. And there was a shot play down the middle to Tariq Cohen early on the game that Trubisky did, didn't pull the trigger. That was the play where he ran out of bounds, which I can't believe happened again. He just runs out of bounds, takes the sack. Um, but there, Cohen was, I thought, open early on in that play and Trubisky didn't pull the trigger, and then you have him later try the deep ball to Allen Robinson. Wide open. Connect. 
Wide open. So I think, you know, I, I'm with you that Trubisky plays better when he's free and loose, and, and it's true. But at the same time, I, just, I don't think they fully trust him to execute and make the right decisions. Isn't that sad? It really is. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's, that's the answer. And nobody will, yeah. will fess up and say it. They don't trust the kid to operate a professional offense, and it's all gimmicks and, and sleight of hand. And if it works, yay. And we'll read you at WGNRadio.com and, of course, the Hogan John podcast as well. Appreciate you, my brother. We'll talk to you next week. All right, good stuff, guys. One more. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Adam. One more indeed. Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. We'll rip through calls coming on back here with you to the top of the hour, 720, Hold on. 720 WGN. Don't over in that direction. Meanwhile, Mahomes is going to go the other way. He's going to keep it. He's going to take it to the end zone. Touchdown, Chiefs. Boy, oh boy, we are a long way from October 17th when he's lying on the ground in Denver and it looks like the season is over to running in for a touchdown here at the end of December. 15 play, 82 yard drive. That was the first points of the game for Kansas City. It was uh, on a, took eight minutes to make it 7 nothing. Of course, the Chiefs go on to win it 26 to 3. Hampton will be with you till the top of the hour. Jim Toronto, ready to rock and roll. We'll take you on your overnight tonight uh, coming up at midnight. The Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers, ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Anybody coming to mind? Pierre Lewis would, would, uh, Pierre Lewis would have a, a, a great uh, chance of being the player of the game, except for that boneheaded running into the kicker, which enabled the drive to continue for the touchdown. The only other guy I could think would, again, is Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. And, you know, Khalil Mack had more of an impact and, and effect on tonight's game than at any other game of the season. You know, and, and again, what a shame. you got three linebackers playing their bones off, and yet we, we are so inept that the Kansas City Chiefs just basically score at will. To his credit, and, and he has not had a good year, and he has, has named it himself, he gets named to the Pro Bowl this week, right? Him, Corderell Patterson, and Eddie Jackson. They ask him about it, doesn't want to, want to talk about it. Not not interested. I didn't have a good year. We didn't have a good year. I don't think I. Be, I, don't, I don't think he deserves. He he knows he's going on stri- on strict name recognition. Yeah, and and Nagy's going to be coach of the year too. So <laughs> there you go. All right, Stephen Edgewater, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, my friend. Okay, a couple of things. I got to suggest a new a nickname for Nagy. How about doormat Nagy? And um, yeah, and if the and if the uh, if the if the Bears were an airline, they'd be grounded for incompetence. You know. <laughs> Um, I mean, they're trying to tell you that the, the pilot, he's, he's missing a runway, he's fought, needlessly flying into turbulence, and they're telling you that everything's okay. You know, he just needs development and things like that. Don't put him in the cockpit. Get somebody that can actually fly the plane. So you're basically, appreciate the call, Steve. You're, you're calling him the, uh, the 737 MAX. I mean, that, that was what was grounded. You can call them 737 if you uh, You can use a million analogies. And unfortunately, folks, I mean, this is something that we – it's called reality. And it ain't going to change. You know, this general manager has found favor with George McCaskey and, of course, Virginia. And in their eyes, he's the golden boy. And Nagy is his his pick. And so is uh, Mitchell Trubisky. So uh, get the clothespin for your nose. If you think it's bad this year. We got one more game to go. <clears throat> if there aren't any changes, folks, watch out for next year. You think it's going to get any better? Stay tuned. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We'll get in as many calls as we can here. Tom on the south side, go ahead. 
Hey, good evening, sirs. Time. Both legends, Ed and, Ed and Dan. Uh, my question is, when does Ted Phillips get called on the carpet? Never hear his name. Doesn't he have nothing to do with this mess? You brought it up right there, Tom. Appreciate the phone call. Thoughts? Ted Phillips. You know, well, Obi, you want to take this? Uh, look, <laughs> folks, it, it all starts. <clears throat> it's the, the general manager is 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 the center of the wheel. You could say, well, it's McKeskey, blah, blah, blah. They own the wheel, and they're the ones that tells the wheel where to go, but the wheel is the team, and the hub is the general manager, and he has to make decisions on coaches, players, contracts, all those different things. But here's, 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 the, here's the booby prize. You know, and, and think about this. I was watching a movie the other day, and these guys, inept bums, and they, run, they rob a bank, and they put a die pack in there, and they get home, they open it up, boom, it blows up. That's what Trubisky is. Well, now I'm starting to think that's Ryan Pace, too. We thought, oh, we had a, we had a general manager that was going to be able to take us to the prize, and boom, it's, you know, it's right, it blows up right in our face. It didn't, didn't, am I, uh, I'm not sure, quite sure about this, but didn't Ted Phillips get a headhunting firm to go out yeah, and the, find? The, and they a found Ernie or Co- they got Ernie Arcozy to bring John Fox in. So they basically locked him in a closet and said enough of that. Well, when you're brand new to the NFL, you just don't know who to hire. How long have they had the team? I just say it. They don't know what they don't know. Which is a- I don't know. I, I I don't know anything about computers. You want me to buy you a computer? No, you don't want that. I'm just saying the Bears don't know who to hire. Dennis in Wisconsin. Go ahead, Dennis. Hey, Hampton OB. How you guys doing? All right, Denny. I, I got a question for you. You played for a couple of great coaches, Ellis and Ditka. They tried to develop, I believe, leaders on the team. Watching a Bear game, I don't see leaders on the field, or I don't see leaders that look like leaders on the sideline, which would help accountability. Who would you say are leaders on this team? I don't see any. Good question. Uh, you, you really want to know? Akeem Hicks, and he hasn't been a factor this year. Last year, he was a big part of what success we had. Cleo Max, great player, you know, all that. He's getting paid a fortune. But Akeem Hicks is the heartbeat of this team. He's the true leader. We don't have anybody else. The only one that's gotten even close was Danny Trevathan, and now he's out. And then now Nick Kwiatkowski has played like a leader down the stretch, but it's not enough. You've got to have a bunch. Well, You've got to have a bunch of guys that lay it on the line, even when the games don't matter. Also, Dennis, when, you, when you, you're talking about a leader, he's got to be a pretty damn good football player, a guy that – Comes in there, isn't hurt all the time, doesn't have little owies, and he produces from week to week to week. And that way the fellow players can look up to him. Defensively, we've got a couple people can do that. Offensively, we have nobody. Absolutely nobody. That's what I was thinking about. Who on the offensive side of the ball? Nobody on the offensive side would look up to anybody. There's nobody there. And that was a great, and that's a great call by Dennis. I mean, I, I I would say that Allen Robinson is the lone guy who on some level has... has But he's not a guy that'll call anybody out and, and get in he, their face and say, hey, that's unacceptable. See, that's supposed to be technically the coach's job, but on the great teams like Tom Brady and all those guys like Teddy Bruschi on defense, those are what you want. You know, even the 06 team under uh, uh, you know Lovey, they had some guys that were pretty good leaders. No question. We don't have that now. We got 30 seconds here, gentlemen, so... We got one game to go. We'll see you next week. We're on from 7.30 to 9.30. So well after the game, we'll do our wrap-up special on the whole season. Look ahead, and we'll talk about whatever happened in the Vikings game. So 
Merry, merry, merry Christmas to both of you. Like I said, it's hard to get ready for Christmas after getting punched in the gut, but we'll do the best we can. Merry Christmas to all and a very healthy 20 to all. Thank you to Rick Geezer, our executive producer. Thank you for listening, texting, calling. We appreciate it. Hamp and OB on 720 WGN.